Hi, I'm Dr. Paula Redmond, a clinical psychologist, and you're listening to the When Work Hurts podcast. On this show, I want to explore the stories behind the statistics of the mental health crisis facing healthcare professionals today, and to provide hope for a way out through compassion, connection, and creativity. Join me as I talk to inspiring clinicians and thought leaders in healthcare about their unique insights and learn how we can support ourselves and each other when work hurts. This is a short bonus episode with Ross McIntosh taking us through a metaphor that can be really helpful in enabling us to notice and open up to our pesky thoughts. It's called Passengers on the Bus. Passengers on the bus, the idea is that we are the drivers of our bus of life. And we can decide what direction we take the bus in. We can decide, hopefully, to steer it towards uh, a direction that has purpose and meaning for us. And the moment we put the key in the ignition and start moving, there's lots of chatter starts up behind us. Lots of chatter. And it can be quite distracting. And we call this chatter the passengers on the bus. And these passengers are like our thoughts that appear in every scenario in life. And as we pursue our road, some of those passengers are just generally a bit of a running commentary, like, um, oh, look, we've just passed Tesco's, and I wonder what we're going to have for tea tonight, and, oh, I must remember to buy dog food. So it's just a general mundane running commentary. And the other thing to know about these passengers is they know what we're thinking. These passengers know what we're thinking. So say I'm thinking of doing something new in life, taking a new route, starting a new thing. There's some passengers that say to me, hey, Ross, we can see you're thinking of starting this new thing in life, taking this new avenue. And we think you've got all the skills and capabilities you need. And we think it's going to end up in a really, really good place. So go for it. Mirror signal manoeuvre and go down that new avenue. And then there's some other passengers who are saying to me on my bus, they're saying, um, Ross, these seats are really uncomfortable. And we can see you're thinking of turning down this new avenue in your life. Well, really? Because what we really love, and we know that deep down you do too, is going on that circular route round and round the city. Just keep going round and round. You might see other people taking groovy new directions, but you, you know yourself. Just keep going on that circular route around the city because that's where you feel really safe and comfortable and you're with friends. So stay with us as your friends. And then some others are just downright rude. They're saying to me, hey, Ross, have you even got a license to drive this vehicle? Because you're a really shit driver. And we too can see you thinking of turning right down this new avenue in your life, doing this new thing. And we think, really? Mate, really? Because we know what will happen without a shadow of a doubt. We know there will be a series of unfortunate events ending in utter, utter, life-breaking catastrophe. So don't turn right. In fact, stop the bus. You're useless. And that quite briefly is the metaphor of the passengers on the bus and I don't know if that resonates with your listeners Paula but 
for me, that kind of really represents the human condition that I experience. All my passengers are chattering away. And when I'm doing something new, those particularly unhelpful ones get more and more vocal. And they can prevent me doing stuff that I'd like to do that has importance for me. So that's the way we'd introduce it in the, the training. And we'd build on that in every session. And we'd get to a point, which can be mayhem, where we actually act it out. Where I'm actually acting as the bus driver. And with willing participants, they play my passengers. And what I can do is show different ways I, as the driver, can interact with those passengers. So they don't become a source of information or an influence that I think I must give my whole attention to and believe everything they say. Because all too often we believe that is 100% true and 100% worthy of our full and focused attention. So one way we can look to get a bit of more distance between ourselves and our own passengers is to write it down. And let me give you an example. So I, I'm going to use a bit of paper here. And again, I can give you a, a kind of handout of this, Paula, with a picture, my own picture of the bus with some speech bubbles coming off so people can get a bit playful with recording what their own passengers are saying. But looking at mine in front of me, I'll just share with you what some of my passengers are saying and then give you the opportunity to maybe reflect on a couple of yours, Paula, if that would be okay. So mine, some of my key, I'm not talking about our biggest, darkest thoughts, but I'm thinking about those everyday passengers that might show up and impact on us. So one of mine says, oh, mate, you can put that off till tomorrow. So that can have a real influence in, in what I do and how, how I am. Another one says, um, what will the neighbours say? So it's really worrying about what other people will think of me. And this is in every blooming area of my life. Couple more. And these, and these crop up for me so frequently. I'm not clever enough. I'm not clever enough to work with these phenomenal professionals. And just one more. Um, I could go on, but that's a whole nother podcast. Um, another one from me is I'm going to be discovered. And I don't mean I'm going to be discovered in a kind of X factor way as the latest singing sensation. I mean, I'm going to be discovered for the fraud and the charlatan that I am. So you see, those passengers can really influence what I do next if they're really gripping me. And I'd, I'd like to encourage you to write it down, if, if I may, and, and maybe talk us through it, maybe, maybe a couple of your own passengers, Paula. Yeah, I suppose for me, I think something that crops up a lot is that thing of um, just one more and then you can rest. <laughs> Just one more, just one more, just one more. And that comes up in, you know, all sorts of ways, you know, just one more email, just one more, um, usually something like a workshop, you know, just one more training <laughs> event and you'll know what you're doing. Um, I think that's a big one for me. What else? I think, I think I, I really resonate with that, 
um, one about kind of not being clever enough and, and being shown up. I think that sense of um, being exposed, I guess, for uh, or being inadequate in some way, which I think is where the one more, one more, they, they're their friends, those two. Um, they're, they're best buddies at the back of the bus. So thank you for your, your willingness to, to reflect, Paula. I really, really admire and appreciate that. And just seeing those thoughts out there on the page, sometimes people will say to me, oh, they feel a bit, a bit daft out there. Or, or, gosh, they've limited me. They, they, they no longer serve me. And there are various skills and techniques we can use to help us just explore that unhelpful content with a view to increasing the distance between ourselves and that content in various, whether it's in linguistic ways or just writing it down. And often people find that writing it down can be really helpful in getting some of that distance. I, I'm just looking, I've written down, you know, just one more. Um, and it's made me think of that, is it that Monty Python sketch of of the guy who just <gasps> has eaten so much and then he just has one one little oh, mint or something. Another waffle thin mint. Yes, yes. <laughs> and and just like yeah, that kind of how it seems, you know, just ridiculous to like where does it end? It feels quite exhausting just to to look at that sentence, you know, just one more. I love what you've done there, Paula, because you've made it something we can almost laugh at together in a in a light in a playful way. The mind is basically performing as it's evolved to do. It's it's how we respond to it that's the that the issue. And I think that's just so insightful what you've just described, that the, the power this can have over you. And I can't remember the guy's name. It's gonna bug me now. I had to just pause to look up the name of that character in Monty Python and it's Mr Creosote who is offered another wafer-thin mint. But I think that's a beautiful way of loosening the connection between you and that thought. Thinking about Mr. Creosote and another, that, another wafer-thin mint. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please do share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. I'd love to connect with you, so do come and find me on LinkedIn or Twitter. You can also sign up to my mailing list to keep up to date with future episodes and get useful psychology advice and tips straight to your inbox. All the links are in the show notes. Thanks again, and until next time, take good care. Bye.